This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the cheeseheads who want it fresh, and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral, this is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Pax What She Said podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined as always by Perry Goldstein. And the Aaron Rodgers news officially broke earlier this week, which was perfect timing because Perry and I, as always, are recording a mock draft episode that will launch right before the draft so now we know what the compensation is like for Aaron Rodgers and we get to work with all these new new fun picks that the Packers have so like we always do we're going to do a full live seventh round mock on air and this is going to include all of the new picks like I said and this is from the perspective of what we think the Packers will do this isn't necessarily what Perry or I would do as general managers of the franchise, this is if we put our little uh, goody caps on and try to figure out what we think the Packers will do in each situation. So we'll run the mocks live, talk about each pick, and then at the very end, we'll post pictures of these on Twitter, and you can go check them out on our Twitter profile at PWSS Podcast. So Perry, let's let's just dive into round one. Okay, I'm ready. Let me just like give you a sense of what my board looks like here. So I'm actually going to, let me pull, I'm going to use my second screen like I'm at work. Um, I am at work. So Bryce Young went first to the Carolina Panthers. I think we all can expect that to happen. That feels right. Texans took CJ Stroud. Christian Gonzalez went third. So any chance that Packers fans would have wanted him, that's long gone. Anthony Richardson went fourth. Then the Seahawks took Jalen Carter. Uh, the Detroit Lions got Will Anderson, so that sucks for us. Um, Peter Skronsky went to uh, the Raiders. Then Will Levis, Tyree Wilson, Devin Witherspoon, Paris Johnson Jr., Jackson Smith, and Jigba went 12th. And now the Packers are on the clock. So I'm of I'm – I'm Goot. I'm not taking – now that Jackson Smith and Jigba's gone – I'm probably not taking a wide receiver, although is Zay Flowers still on the board? Oh, no. I feel like the caveat here that we have to add in is that we're not trading picks because it's very likely the Packers trade back or move around the board. We're just, for the sake of time for the show, quite honestly, we're just going to pick as the board falls now for the Packers with the caveat, with the asterisk, that this probably is not where they'll be picking on draft night. There are so many options at 13. It's actually crazy. But I'm going to go with um, a fan favorite, a position of need, 
a position that the Packers always covet in the first round. He's a monster, and that's Miles Murphy out of Clemson. That is my dream. Thank you, uh, GM Perry Goldstein Kunst. That uh, <laughs> that <laughs> that is so. Uh, we did put the boards. We're using the the Pro Football Focus mock. If we didn't specify that already, we did put it on like medium randomness instead of low randomness. So on my board available is still Devin Witherspoon and Christian Gonzalez. Nobody has taken a corner yet in this draft. We had Bryce Young go number one overall. Jalen Carter went third to the Cardinals. Will Anderson didn't go until pick 10 to the Eagles. And then Quinton Johnston went as the first wide receiver before JSN. They went 11-12 Titans-Texans. So I've got a lot of of talent available on my board here. Um, And I think it honestly depends on who your preference is, you know, between wide receivers or between corners, Christian Gonzalez and Devin Witherspoon. As much as I personally would love to take a Miles Murphy, you did that already. So for the sake of being different, I don't think that there's a world where Christian Gonzalez is on the board and Brian Gutekunst doesn't take him. So with the 13th overall pick, we're going to select Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. I will be doing a happy dance if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, hey, you never know. Anything can happen on draft night. How do you feel about this this pick? I think that it's it feels kind of like an abundance of riches because you've got Jair, you've got Eric Stokes, who you're hoping is going to make that jump in year three after he comes back from a pretty gruesome injury. Like you're hoping that his speed, his agility, everything is still up to par. Um, They invested heavily in Russell Douglas, paid a significant amount of money for him. Keyshawn Nixon is obviously available, even though you think you're probably playing him mostly on special teams. So I like it. I think you just find a place to play him. You find a way to get your best football players on the field, especially knowing this is not a strong safety class and the the depth at safety for the Packers is not good. So whatever your best four, best five looks like, Christian Gonzalez is one of those immediately. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's just one of those players. It doesn't matter your need per se. It's about getting blue chip players in the first round. And if he falls to 13, that is you run the card up every day, every day. Um, My board, since I took Miles Murphy at 13, has fallen quite interestingly. There was a run on edges and defensive ends after that. Zay Flowers went to the Steelers, which means he's going to be very good because the Steelers only take good (laughs) wide receivers. Um, Dalton Kincaid was the first off the board, actually, uh, when it came to tight ends. So he is gone. Um, Jordan Addison is gone. Michael Mayer got taken at 30 to the Eagles. Um, And now we are in to the second round where Darnell Washington is still available. Sam Laporta is available. Your guy, Josh Downs, is available. Um, Packers could go crazy and take Hendon Hooker, but they won't. They could. <laughs> they could. They could. <laughs> um, they could go Jalen Hyatt here. They could take a tackle. But I think that if Darnell Washington is available at 42, Matt LaFleur drools over him. He is your replacement for Mercedes Lewis. He is just like a freak athlete and at a position of need. 
and he's a Georgia Bulldog. So we're drafting Darnell Washington, tight end out of Georgia. All right. So the thing I love when we do this live on the show is that our boards are always so different. And that's what makes it so fun because on draft night, we're always like, oh, they're never going to be there at pick 13. Oh, they're never going to be there in the 40s. And our our boards always look so different. And it's such a like a, a true representation of what draft night actually is. So pick 42 here. I've got Osiris Torrance from Florida, the guard, Dewan Jones, the tackle out of Ohio State. Josh Downs is on my board as well, Sam Laporta. But I'm going to take, because I didn't take Miles Murphy in the first round, Felix Anodike Uzama, the edge rusher out of Kansas State. And I think that's a really great value at 42. I would be ecstatic to have him and Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith as my rotational three with him and Gary as my long-term options at the edge rush. That is great. I love that. And we're back on the clock already at pick 45. We are. (laughs) We very much are. So we still haven't taken a wide receiver. We haven't taken a safety. I think that's okay. Um, Let's see where your favorite guy is at (laughs) safety. Okay. Joe Tittman, the center out of Wisconsin, is still on the board. I know he's obviously a fan favorite because Wisconsin. Um, Clark Phillips the third, really fun cornerback out of Utah. Love him. Do you? I do too. Um, Luke Musgrave, we could double up on tight end if we wanted. Um Wow, there are too many options. I'm overwhelmed. Let's look at the wide receivers. Rasheed Rice. He's such a packer. We're not going to take Mingo yet. Maybe we take Mingo. Is that too rich for Mingo at 45? Yeah. Not on draft night. Watch him go like 43 or something. I know, right? (laughs) I mean, he is like, he is such a Packers wide receiver. But... Oh my god, I'm like overwhelmed right now with all of my options. Booty, we feel for you. <laughs> yeah, like how do you how do you do this? All right, I'm just gonna you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna double up a tight end, two tight ends in the second round. It's a position of need. Two guys who fit so perfectly are on the board, and I'm taking Sam Laborda. Okay. I like that a lot, actually. I mean, I think we kind of talked about it earlier in the week on the Aaron Rodgers show and what the trade value is. But to me, you've done so much on the defensive side of the ball. And I say that as somebody who just picked two defensive players with my first two picks, but it's time to get Jordan love weapons. Like you need to know what you have in him. And it's really unfair to try and evaluate him without giving him any talent. So I'm, I'm really tempted here. I've got such different options from you. I've got Dewan Jones still, the tackle from Ohio State. I've got Josh Downs, who I am obsessed with. I've got Sam Laporta as well. I've got Nathan Dell, Tank Dell, the wide receiver out of Houston. Um, but it's hard for me to like those wide receivers because they're just not Green Bay Packers. They, they're they so mm-hmm. far under the, the size threshold. So because you took Sam Laporta, I'm going to take Luke Musgrave, the tight end out of Oregon State. And we know that I believe he did have – he has met with the Packers. I don't think it was an official top 30, but at the combine he met with them and he's another just freak athlete. He's got like a nine something relative athletic score, six, five, just Jordan love needs a security blanket. I think a tight end. And maybe that's Josiah DeGuara to an extent, but give him someone else that he can throw the ball to. And that's Luke Musgrave. 
Yeah, I think tight end is just, it's such an empty room. And this class is so deep that you have to address that position early and often. For those following along at home, Jonathan Mingo got taken at 67 by the Broncos. (laughs) Um, So a lot of guys have fallen on this board. Um, Sidney Brown just got taken by the Falcons. Um, Derek Hall fell to 76. So we are on the clock at 78. We so far have taken an edge and two tight ends. So we still need a safety. We need a wide receiver, potentially a defensive lineman. Um, We have all of the options, but I see Tank Dell is on my board, but Rasheed Rice is still here, and I think this is just the perfect value for him at 78. So I'm going to take the wide receiver out of SMU. I like that a lot. My board is um, pitting my GM brain against my Maggie Lonnie brain. I've got Sydney Brown available to me, the safety out of Illinois. Um, Darius Rush is here. A really nice corner. Nick Herbig is still here, the edge rusher, but I've already taken um, Enedike Ozama, so I don't feel the need to draft a second edge already. Um, as far as wide receivers, I've got Michael Wilson here. Jonathan Mingo is available on my board. Um, I've seen Tanner McKee, the quarterback out of Stanford, drafted quite a bit in Packers mocks. He just feels kind of like a backup quarterback. Jordan Battle, the safety out of Alabama, is here. So I really like the way that this board is falling. Um, and my my heart <laughs> would say to take Sidney <laughs> Brown, but my my GM brain is saying that Jonathan Mingo needs to be a Green Bay Packer. So I'm going to take Jonathan Mingo with my 70th overall pick. That's amazing. That is amazing. Uh, he does need to be a Green Bay Packer. Wasn't his, was he the one whose comp was Alan Lazard for athletics? Like he's just yes. like a more athletic, handsier version of Alan Lazard. Yeah. Well, the thing about this draft class is that they're all so much smaller than the Packers usual yeah. like prototype. And so when you find one like Mingo who, fits that mold you it's hard not to think the Packers would run the card up for him so I'm on the clock at pick 116 we're in round four um we're getting to the place in the draft where Perry's starting to not recognize um (laughs) players names (laughs) um we still need offensive line that's still in the back of my brain Um, And I do see Jacqueline Roy on here, who I know the Packers brought in for a visit. So I am intrigued by that. Um, I see another tight end, but I think we're good on the tight ends (laughs) for a minute. Um, I do think that at some point the Packers are going to have to draft offensive linemen, but they love doing that in the later rounds. So... As I peruse here, I think I'm going to go with Jacqueline Roy, defensive interior defensive lineman out of LSU. Did take a top 30 visit with the Packers, so that that fits really nicely. Um, So on my board here at 116, I really like a specific corner. His name is Corey Trice out of Purdue. 6'3", freaky athletic, like 
can hang with guys like Quentin Johnston at the next level. Problem is that he is so, so good at press man, not really an ideal zone corner. So if you could trust that Joe Barry would play more man, you'd be like, yeah, he's an ideal Packer pick. But we already took Christian Gonzalez, and we don't necessarily think that Joe Barry is going to play a lot of press man. So Corey Trice is off of my big board, unfortunately. Um, so the name I have circled here, I love A.T. Perry, the wide receiver out of Wake Forest, but we just took Mingo, so don't really want to double up just yet. I think there's more value in the later rounds. I'm going to take Anthony Johnson Jr., who's a safety out of Iowa State. He's actually a converted cornerback, so he's got a lot of those like ball skills that you would have as a corner, but he's really physical and really aggressive as a you know a tackler. So I like him a lot. He's been I've had my eye on him, and he'll go at pick one one sixteen. Very nice. Um, so I also have Anthony Johnson Jr. on my board at one forty nine. Yeah, at one forty nine. Um, I have Andrew Voorhees, the guard out of USC. Um, he's here still. I think, though, what I'd like to do is we need a safety. We need a safety. We don't want to reach for a safety, but maybe we'll stay in the class of just DB. Um, and unlike your guy out of Purdue, Jalen Jones only played 26% of his snaps in press coverage this past season. <laughs> so he is mainly a zone corner, um, six foot two, 205. So maybe needs to put on a little bit of weight, but his comp is Tremaine Johnson, which I think is a really interesting comp for a guy that might be, get taken, you know, in the later rounds. Um, he played a lot of ball at Texas A&M. So um, I feel like this is who I'm going to go with at 149. Okay, so this is kind of where we hit like the dead zone for the Packers because they've got pick 149 and then they're not on the clock again until 207. So -hmm. this is kind of where like in real draft land, I would see the Packers moving around quite a bit. But for the sake of our mock, that's not going to happen. So that's what makes this pick a little bit harder, too, because a player that I really like is the center out of Michigan, Olu Oluwatomi. Um, but he only has center experience. And I guess it depends like how the Packers feel about Josh Myers. But Olu is one of those guys who's he was on an award winning offensive line. He's got a ton of experience. He's a really nice depth piece. So he feels like kind of a Packer pick at 149. Um, there's a couple safeties on the board. Keaton Mitchell, the halfback out of East Carolina's there. I know the Packers brought him in for a top 30 visit. So that's tempting as well because we don't know what's going to happen with the running back room after Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon um, this season. We know A.J. Dillon's contract will be up. Aaron Jones feels like he's kind of on one-year deals, even if that's not necessarily how his deal was structured. But I'm going to just pull the trigger here and take Olu Oluwatomi, the center out of Michigan at 149. Very nice. Yeah, so like you said, we fall all the way to 207 here. So we're in round six the sweet spot of where Packers like to take offensive linemen. Um, there is a wide receiver out of Fresno state that's available right now. Um, shout out to Tay uh, for putting <laughs> them on the map. Um, Stetson Bennett is here. <laughs> so there's that. Um, don't even need to say more. There are plenty of safeties and let's look at this man. Jason Taylor, the second from OSU. 
there are many options. He does not have a good PFF grade. Okay. Um, I really do want to take an offensive lineman, but I'm just not seeing the value necessarily right now. So we're going to have to wait maybe for some of the later picks. I'm going to throw a, do I throw a crazy curveball and take Stetson Bennett? I love Setson Bennett as the Packers backup quarterback. Like I on this show, I, kind of love, it I too. love him as their backup. He's got national championship experience. He's, I think he's older than Jordan Love. He like, is older than Jordan Love, he but he's played a lot backup. of prime time football. Yeah, like and the game's he's not a starter. Right. All right, guys, the Packers are drafting Setson Bennett in the sixth round. If you didn't do it, I was thinking of doing it. So I'm, I'm yeah. glad we're on the same page here. We'll All right, it. so. So 207, um, Keaton Mitchell is still on my board. He's on PFF's big board as 147, and he, we're on pick 207 in this draft. So to me, knowing he was brought in for a Packers top 30 visit, that just feels like in you know an abundance of riches to get him 60 picks later than he was projected for PFF. So I'm going to make the easy choice here. He's literally the best player available on my board, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take my running back of the future. Love that. Um, I am also looking for a running back, but the value hasn't necessarily been there. I also have some guys at 232 that are um, ranked a lot higher than where we're currently at on the board, including Trey Dean, who's a safety out of Florida. I think that we're past the point of anyone where I'd want to take a wide receiver. Um we have a few offensive linemen available to us, but I think I'm going to go with the ranked 177 player by PFF at 232 and take the safety out of Florida. All right. I like it. I've got a couple wide receivers here. Stetson Bennett is still on my board <laughs> if I wanted to follow in your footsteps. Um, but this player, it's again another – just it feels like the stars are aligning here. Scott Matlock, the defensive lineman out of Boise State, was brought in for a top 30 visit earlier this week with the Packers. I adore him, and I think he's a great fit. He can play kind of some A-gap, some B-gap, um, let Kenny Clark move around a little bit, really high relative athletic score, kind of freaky athlete as well. Um, so he's available here for me. Love the idea of adding to the defensive line. Kind of wish I could have done it sooner, um, but no time like the present. So I'm going to take Scott Matlock knowing that he was a top 30 pick for the Packers or a top 30 visit and uh, draft him at 232. Very fun. So the Packers pick very quickly again at 235. And this is obviously assuming that they are sticking with where they are. Um, There are many an option here. Okay, you can search for a specific player. This is a very this is our first year for everyone listening um, <laughs> using PFF. So we bear with us. There's Grant Dubose, a wide receiver, six two two zero one. It's actually more. He's only actually the threshold. <laughs> yeah, that is the threshold. He's only twenty one. Um, he's the one hundred seventy ninth ranked player. He is a um, <laughs> He feels like a Packer. Um, we have. A big boy in Jake Andrews, who's a center, he's 305. Wow, it's a big boy. 
Travis Dye H-back. I think we have enough of those currently on our roster. So, yeah, we're going to go with uh, the wide receiver from Charlotte. I like that a lot. The more I, the more I like see him, the more I think that he just is such a packer. He meets all their thresholds, and there's not many receivers in the class that meet all yeah. of their thresholds. Um, Stetson Bennett is still on my board. He just continues to slide. Of course, um, Stetson. Jalen Marino Cropper out of Fresno State. You mentioned him earlier. He's still here, but I think he's a little bit undersized for the Packers. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to roll the dice with him. There's a player that I really like, and I think he'll be available at 242, but I don't want to risk it this late in the draft. Um, So I'm going to take Trevor Reed. He's a tackle out of Louisville, and he played only left tackle for his entire career, which is just such a Packers move for an offensive lineman. And if you run his relative athletic score um, as as a guard, it gets even higher. It's already elite, and if you run it as a guard, he gets even better, so... I like the idea of the Packers bringing him in as a depth piece that can play probably anywhere on their offensive line. But we know that they really value those guys with left tackle experience. So I'm going to take Trevor Reed. He's like my sneaky late day three pick for the Packers that just, I think, makes so much sense that if he is in green and gold, come come find me on Twitter because I feel like this just (laughs) this is is the move. It is the move. And you're right. They do. they do tend to only take like tackles and then just like move them around as they see fit. So I'm also looking and someone they brought in for a visit tackle Kadeem Telfort is still on the board. Um, There are a couple other defensive linemen outside linebackers. Um, Let's see if Evan Hull is still on the board. Nope. He was taken. I feel like the Packers are just like so offensively focused right now um, as they should be, like we said with Jordan love, but they have to, they just have to protect him. That's like number one, right. For your young quarterback. And I know that we kind of feel like the line is somewhat set, but they always go into camp with at least, I think 11, 11 to 12 offensive tackles or linemen rather. So I'm going to take Telfort. I know it's a little rich, but the Packers brought him in and he's there. So welcome to Green Bay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, you know, th- it makes sense, right? Your seventh round, especially this late in the seventh round, like we're talking 242. There's 259 picks in the draft. Like these are your guys that you could probably get as unrestricted free agents, but you want to make sure undrafted free agents, but you want to make sure that you have them in your building. So mm-hmm. taking a gamble on somebody who's maybe a little bit rich, not too big of a deal. Um, so I'm going to take actually, since I don't have a backup yet for Jordan love and I'm not, I'm not convinced as a general manager that Danny Elling is my guy as the backup in green Bay. I'm going to take take Malik Cunningham. So my second Louisville pick in two picks, um, the quarterback out of Louisville, Malik Cunningham, just about the same age as Jordan love had a really, really good 2021 season, less so in 2022, but I think that he can develop into a nice backup for Jordan Love. And I think they have some some similar skill sets. So taking him at 242. Awesome. Last pick. Last pick. I'm going to just take top ring player on my board. He is a defensive lineman, Jonah Tavai from San Diego State. That's funny. He's also the the best available player on my board. Um, But I'm going to take... Dejuan Johnson, the defensive lineman out of Toledo. Um, 
I know he met with the Packers at the Combine. And if memory serves, I'm pretty sure that uh, J. Ron Elliott was one of their last players out of Toledo. So I, I loved J. Ron Elliott. So if he can play anything like him, that'll be a that'll be a good time. Even though J. Ron Elliott was undrafted, I think Kadar Holman was the last Toledo prospect to be in Green Bay. But I know he met with them at the combine, so I'll round up my draft with him. Amazing. So we have our final. What did PFF give you on your grade of your right. draft? <laughs> so my worst pick per PFF was a C plus, and it was taking the tackle Trevor Reed in round seven. They gave me a C plus for that. Every other pick um, was no lower than a B, which I, I'm very flattered by. So my overall draft grade is an A. Me too. <laughs> um, I got a C for taking the tackle in the seventh round, but otherwise I got basically all, I got an A plus for taking Stetson Bennett round six guys. So everyone wants Stetson Bennett. <laughs> I think, I think he makes so much sense as the backup quarterback for the Packers. I'm curious what your first round was with the simulator. Yeah. So I'll, I'll do the first three rounds. Christian Gonzalez was an A. Uh, my edge rusher at pick 42, uh, Felix Anadiki Uzama was also an A. Luke Musgrave was an A minus. And then Jonathan Mingo was an A at, at pick 78. Great. Okay. We did it. So this was fun. This is like one of my this, favorite shows of the year that we do. This was fun. Let's see how it goes. I actually very much like my draft. I like it more than I thought. That I would. Um, I have the Packers taking Miles Murphy, Darnell Washington, Sam Laporta, Rasheed Rice, and Jacqueline Roy in the fourth round. So they go heavy on the offensive weapons, but still grab um, players that they need at positions of need. Though yeah. we did not, uh, we took a safety in round seven. So we'll see how that turns out <laughs> for your your good old Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I mean, I think this was just a really interesting case study in like. One, how different the board falls. And two, not to like continuously talk about this, but the Packers don't necessarily know what they have yet in Jordan Love. They think they have an idea. Otherwise, they would not have made this trade to send Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Like They would have kept him as long as possible. So they have two years now, assuming they pick up his fifth-year option, which we both think they will, to evaluate Jordan Love and find out if he's the guy before they offer him a mega contract. So... This draft, I think we talked about it at the top of the show, really needs to be about finding offensive weapons to make sure you can effectively evaluate your quarterback. Because we've seen so many investments in in the first round and in free agency on the defensive side of the ball that now you need to know how your offense can be put together without guys like Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. It's true. It's very true. Um, I said it earlier, but... Just to add on to that, I just think the Packers have a bunch of holes. You know, they just need to add playmakers and athletes to this team. And they now have the draft capital in order to do so after this trade with Aaron Rodgers. And so I think no matter how the board falls in both of our drafts, they're they're going out and getting those guys. Um, and they're just going to kind of bolster this roster. This season is going to be a roller coaster. But I think it's the first time in a very long time that the Packers are about to be a very young team. Yeah. And I think with all of that, um, you know, lack of experience comes with a lot of excitement and um, 
you know, moldability, if you will. This team can be really, really exciting if they hit on some of these young guys. So brand new, baby. Brand new. Although, to be fair, if they draft Stetson Bennett, the average age of their football team goes up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Stetson. Sorry, we have so many jokes for you. (laughs) No, I'm, I'm really excited. And like I said, this is one of my favorite shows we do every year. We fall in love with prospects. We watch them go to all of the NFC North teams that we hate. And then we do it all over again. So, you know, we'll enjoy this. We'll have an episode probably coming out super early next week evaluating all of the picks the Packers made, all their undrafted free agents that they brought in, anything that shakes up between now and then. And then we're just going to talk about football. We're going to talk about the Packers and the roster as it currently stands and not players that we love, but players that are actually wearing green and gold as Green Bay Packers. So we're almost there. Really exciting. In a week or two, we're going to have the draft or the draft. See, I can't stop talking about it. We're going to have the schedule come out and we'll yeah. get to talk about who Jordan Love is playing in his very first game as an official NFL starter. So really lots of exciting things to look forward to. You can find Packs What She Said content later this week. We will be part of the draft special. Um, Baldy's hosting it. If you like Baldy's breakdowns, make sure you tune in. That'll be 7 Eastern time. So you can hop on over to the Odyssey stream. Find us available on Twitch. You can find the podcast on Twitter at PWSS Podcast. You can find Perry on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. And go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.